Ladies and gentlemen, back once again. It is another episode of the Chief and Bosco Podcast. I'm your host, Chief. Follow alongside my partner in crime, Bosco. Say what up to the people. And we are back once again. Our regular pod. Stay tuned. Also coming out, our separate segment that we did, um, going over film and such. Actors, actresses. Stay tuned for it as well. But back to the normal pod. Um... Let's go ahead and get into it, as we usually do, college game day, man. Big weekend, big weekend, big weekend. Um, we can start off Michigan State, Ohio State. Ooh, Ohio State routes. Uh, Michigan State yeah, in that one. Yeah, got curb stomped. CJ Stroud, six TDs already in the first half. Came back in there strong. I mean, they won 56-7. I was not expecting that at all. Jesus Christ. Um, but it proves um, there. Another one, big one, uh, Wake Forest, man, I was pulling for them. They fall to Clemson. They fell, I think it was 48-27. Uh, that was a big one right there. Um, another big one, Oregon got routed by Utah. <laughs> routed by Utah State. Um, came through, got them out of there. Quarterback looked abysmal um, in that game. Couldn't get the running game going. Uh, so they're going to drop for number three. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're looking at the rankings. Top four, they come out. Georgia, number one. Ohio State moves to two. Uh, I think, what, Alabama, Alabama goes to three and Cincinnati at the four. Yeah. And it was wild because I'm looking at these rankings, and we have not been able to pinpoint this all year up until this far. Um, I thought the Ohio State, the way that they moved against Michigan State, that definitely pushed them up to number two, I feel like. Uh, definitely well deserved from there on. Uh, the number four one is going to be interesting because Cincinnati won in a blowout win. Um, but as I was watching earlier, I completely forgot it happened to be that year. Um, I know Joel Clyde had mentioned it, the year where TCU had moved up to number four and going undefeated, won their last game in a blowout win and still got kicked out of the top four after that um, and didn't make it. So Cincinnati fans, stay tuned. They might ruin y'all. Uh, might ruin y'all's Christmas. The only uh, way I don't see them, well, if they lose, I obviously they're dropping. Mm-hmm. But if they win out, the only way, because Michigan is five and Notre Dame is six, Michigan will have to beat the shit out of everybody that they play for the rest of the year, which, which is real Ohio State. Yeah, which that's not. Ha- if they beat Ohio State, then they're gonna get up there. But as we all know, they're not going to, because yeah. that's not in their character. So. So I feel like it's essentially going to say that. And as you mentioned, man, for whatever reason, they're really bigging up Notre Dame, um, trying to go there. I just don't see how, even with Notre Dame playing as good as they are right now, we know Notre Dame's history. And considering, like, how do you overlap Cincinnati at four, considering they beat you at home already in the head-to-head matchup. So I don't really know how that overlaps. Um, like I said, the big games you got coming this weekend, it'll be Ohio State, Michigan. Other than that, we're pretty much waiting to see um, the Bama and Georgia situation, how that kind of follows in through there. Um, in other news, college football, Michigan State's home, Mel Tucker gets the 10-year extension, um, as well as uh, James Franklin gets a 10-year extension from Penn State. LSU don't know who they about to hire. Nope. <laughs> LSU still on the table. USC is still on the table, as well as as well as Florida. 
So uh Oh yeah, yep. old boy did get fired. Rightfully so too. He yep. should have. Yep, they're uh they're gonna be well, it's four programs really. Uh LSU, USC, Florida, Tech's gonna Tech's open as well. Um, yeah, don't nobody care about them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah, no. Yeah, Tech Tech Tech's uh, open program as well. I wonder what Virginia Tech's recruiting is like. Like the top players in Virginia, I wonder what schools they go to because I feel like it's not Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's weird because I felt like they should have kind of been looking to rebuild, and this kind of been the year to because at this point this year would have been a year to really take over the ACC. Because as much as I dislike Dabo, I think this is just a one-off year for them, and they're still seven and three going into this year as well. I think they'll be back, you know, running things in the ACC uh, to come from here. Because nobody else has really kind of made a push. You thought it was gonna be Pittsburgh. Some of the games they had lapses in. UVA doesn't have a defense, so a lot of those teams you kind of see lap. We thought UNC was gonna be big, and that kind of fell through. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, with them and as they go on, but nevertheless, that is college game day recap going into the next one. NBA news, man. Isaiah Stewart, LeBron, man. What you thinking, man? It was a crazy one. Uh, okay. So I saw the clip. I watched it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. First of all, LeBron purposely did that. Yeah. <laughs> he purposely hit him in the face. Now. I don't think his intent was to open him up and have him bleeding, but that doesn't really matter because it still happened. Everything after that, um, he's upset, cool. I think when he saw blood, he, like, turned all the way up, and he kind of made an embarrassment of himself, Isaiah Stewart. Like, you were trying to run over referees and teammates and all this. Dude, Yeah, you were literally in this man's face for, like, a good 10, 15 seconds and didn't do anything. I don't... All the theatrics after the fact are unnecessary, but he's young. I get it. Pistons are going to be terrible. It's probably going to be this one incident. They're going to be the most talked about incident for them for the year. Um, LeBron ended up getting suspended for the game against new uh, the Knicks, which those people in New York must have been pissed because tickets to see the Knicks are already expensive. And then, you know, the Lakers only come to town once a year, so it's like, fuck, we can't even see LeBron because he's suspended for the game. Yeah. And then Isaiah Stewart got two games. Um, That seems about right. Uh, first time LeBron's been suspended his entire career. Um, It looked like he had a monster game tonight. They beat the Pacers in overtime. But, you know, if it wasn't LeBron, nobody – if that was any other player – no, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, really. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because it was LeBron. We aren't used to seeing him do. He's not a dirty player, but that what he did was dirty, and you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Like I said, old boy was mad, but it's like when he was right in front of your face is when you should have did something, not when he's like. Yeah, you could have. Oh, not when it's like thirty people in between y'all. Now you want to get all tough? It's like, come on, dog. You you a bozo for that. <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. The extra was more theatrics, man. Once it's over that, you, you had a chance to pop off, and you really didn't. Kind of is what it is. Um, moving on there, question for you that I saw, kind of wanted to ask you. Uh, if you had a chance to, who would you start a team with, Steph Curry or KD? Steph, it's, e- it's easier to build a team around Steph. Uh, because what it is with Steph is... You know what's interesting with those two? I think as of right now, 
they are so neck and neck in my NBA all-time rankings. Like, they both are in my top 15. And they, they go back to back. Like, I can make the argument for Kevin Durant over Steph. You can make the argument for Steph over Kevin Durant. But the answer to the question is Steph because Steph Curry doesn't need the ball in his hands to be as um as dominant. As soon as he crosses half court, you have to guard him. Like, yeah. he creates spacing on the court. And Kevin Durant, who, if it wasn't for Steph Curry, would be talked about as one of the arguably the best shooter of this generation. Even though he Kevin Durant doesn't shoot as well from the three as I thought he did when I looked it up, but um, Steph Curry is easier to build a team around him because all right, so you don't need the ball to be effective, cool, and um, you demand more attention on offense than Kevin Durant does. The only thing is Kevin Durant can do more. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Durant can shoot the three, a lethal sniper. Shoot the mid range, can shoot, in, can score in the post, and is a way better defender. But I think it's just been proven that you can actually win a championship building around Steph Curry, unlike Kevin Durant. Yeah, and mind you, that 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 even me saying that's a tad bit unfair to Kevin Durant because he did play with Russell Westbrook, who was the by I think they said if you look up the stats, the worst shooter in NBA history for the amount. If you take into consideration how much play. he shoots, he is the worst shooter of all time. So. You know, Steph ain't never really had to worry about nothing like that. But I think it is easier to build a team around stuff than it is Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's what I was thinking there, too. Um, but like you said, yeah, uh, you kind of really haven't seen that. Kind of kind of really seen those other opportunities as such. But now it's just a question that I wanted to, um, to pose there. Um, moving forward, man. As we get into uh, NFL news, man, did you uh, this week, uh, let's see here, what we got on the board, uh, as far as big name surprise games, uh, for me, um, Josh Allen lets me down once again, man, uh, they Regression. fall, they fall to the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, oh, shouts out to him. Put his hats in there for MVP consideration. Five TDs on the day. Nah. He's, he's at, he's, yo, he is on a curve right now, averaging at least a TD a game these past eight, nine games. Um, they got them guys into first place in their division, I believe. They're looking, I want to say they're six and four. Um, they got a big game this uh, upcoming week against the Bucks. Uh, routing it right there. He is running his ass off right there. Definitely a uh, consideration for him for sure. Um, Josh Allen, yep, uh, regressing. Um, let me down again uh, once more. Um, did you see any other games that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, actually, the Vikings being the Packers would mm-hmm. kind of threw me off. I mean, the Vikings are a decent team, but I, I thought the Packers would just take care of business. We're so used to Vikings missing like late field goals. This time they actually made it. It kind of threw me off. But mm-hmm. that was probably my biggest surprise. Everything else seemed like it went the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle losing isn't surprising. The, them losing as bad as they did was was maybe a little bit. But after this season, one of them are it's either either Russell Wilson's leaving or Pete Carroll's going to leave. Um, yeah, it's all to me. At this point, it's just we'll we'll see what ends up happening with them. Um, yeah, man, and uh, that was it. Um, in other news, um, my Giants, we fired Jason Garrett. Um, scapegoat pretty much. Um, still waiting to see. Turns out on Dave Gettleman. 
See how that moves. They I'm, need to clean house. The Giants yeah. should fire everybody, bring in Eric Bieniemy, and go from there. I think uh, I would like Eric Bieniemy as the coach, and I like Lewis Reddick as the GM. Yeah, I would, I would like, like to see him. Lewis Reddick as a GM. As much as he talks on TV, he can't be bad at that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like to definitely see him. Um, and he's had uh, front office opportunities as well, even in the division. But as close in as he is with the Giants, I would like to see him uh, get that opportunity, give Airbnb a shot as well. Um, and kind of just pitch it up. I think that's for an overhaul. And, I mean, as much as, like, you know, Daniel Jones catches it too. Like, I just don't think it's really been the right perfect situation kind of set up uh, for the guy as well. I want to see that overhaul. Um, I'm, I already told people I'm doing this every day. I'm tweeting the Giants every single day, twice a day. Um, Lewis Reddick, I'm going to be tweeting that every single day, twice a day to them. Um, and I'll see how it goes. If not, I'll just... Keep saying fire Dave Gettleman, and I'll tweet that too. Uh, I'm on the ca- I'm on the campaign fire DG right now. It's uh, it's really depressing um, going on in the season, and in which I kind of don't even want to talk about football anymore right now. Um, moving on into that, I uh, kind of want to touch on it. Not too much because we're kind of flying by. Uh, not too much on here. Lastly. We can get into uh, music, man. Do you listen? Uh, I listen to a few songs. I know you listen to more. How do you feel about the Adele album? I oh, man, I like it a whole lot. I'm not going to say love. That's a bit much. And I've only listened to the whole thing maybe like three or four it. times. But I, I like it a whole lot. Um, Good, you know, good singer. She's had some stuff going on in her life. Uh, like most women, she takes almost no accountability on this album. Though, <laughs> so, you know, for whatever reason. But... You know, I, I thought it was good. Like I said, she she this album's way better than her last one. I didn't really care for her last album all that much. So this one's fire compared to that. Um she had an interview where I guess it got brought up. Her and Drake are good friends apparently. Which I, okay, I guess. Um and she said that they're the last of a dying breed. It's only including them them two, it's only like ten superstars left. Which is really head scratching, cause she went on to say, you, "We're from the old school, and you know, we're from before streaming, and when you actually really had to entertain people for more than five seconds." Which, look, I don't know what the fuck Adele is talking about, talking because about, yeah. technically both of them did come out before streaming. That is true, but it's not like y'all are the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or Stevie Wonder yeah, like or Marvin Gaye, like. Yeah. Y'all came out in this century. Like, she made it sound like they came out in, like, the 60s like or something. Like a legacy act or something. Like yeah, which, I, it just threw, I found that to be very, very odd. Um, But her album is good. We probably won't get another one for another five or six years. She's already said she's not going to tour with COVID and everything, which, that doesn't affect me. I probably wasn't going to see her anyway, but... Like I said, I like the album. I enjoy listening to it. Um, it doesn't hit the same as it does probably for other people. I mean, I'm not a woman. I've never been cheated on or nothing like that. Yeah, that's why I kind of didn't gravitate to that. Yeah, I'm not even saying in this album she's being cheated. That's what she's talking about because she's really not. But, you know, being a mom and all that, I don't know anything about any of that. But I, I just listened to the music and I found it to be very, very good. True. But I, I know you've been in your bag with other things. If you want to get into that. Let's get into it. So, recent EP, 
by my guy K Tronada. Three pack he gave us. Um, I like it. I've had it on repeat. Uh, pretty close. Like I said, three P easy to digest. Um, I like it all three, especially once I've seen the features. Uh, first song we got her. Uh, I really love that song. Um, a lot of his music is more the up tempo kind of like more so EDM kind of music, but with the R&B twist to it really. Um, so I'm pretty big on K Trinata. Like I said, the first one you get her. As soon as I see Thundercat on there, I'm already invested. Um, but it's weird because that's probably my second, probably the least favorite song on there, even though I do like it. Um, first I probably gotta go. He's got my guy Malcomi from Griselda on there. Um, this is uh, Pay for Haiti. Uh, I didn't know. I guess both. I knew Malcomi was, but I didn't know K Trinata was uh, Haitian as well, which is kind of cool. Um, when they play it in there, you get a mix. Uh, second verse, he's rapping in English. The first verse, um, Makami's rapping in Creole. Um, that was kind of cool to listen to. Overall, good production on it. Um, other than that, Joel Ortiz album. I listened to that one. I'm probably on the fourth listen right now. Um, I like this one. Good overall, um, album, I will say. It's kind of weird, because I wanted to bring this up to you, too. It's weird, man. Even like when we listen like the Joe Bun pods and stuff like that, man. I feel like whenever like people from his, uh, well, he picks up Royce, of course, because he loves Royce. But like whenever, it's for whatever reason, I feel like when uh, Joel drops something, he kind of like doesn't really get into it much or anything like that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think it's purposeful because I I think what what he basically has said in the past is like you just expect him to make good music, so when he does, it's like. Yeah, you basically did what we expected of you. Um, I, I've listened to a little bit of it. It's good. Joel Ortiz is a really good rapper, so I like it. Mm. A lot of good, good storytelling. Um, so far for me, favorite song on there, probably "Lovers Love" or Sheik Luch. Um, that one, or I'd probably say, um, I like Uncle Chris's car a lot too. Um, that was kind of just telling the story, like the day when he was born. Um, I like that one. Lastly. Um, project waited from my guy, Asher Roth, Greenhouse Effect, Volume Three, currently streaming out. Um, it's weird, man. Um, this one was pretty much like a how-to on how to like uh make cannabis, uh how to be a pot grower. Uh, that's pretty much the whole vibe I got from this album. I know he did a listening party for it. Um. Just kind of breaking down every song for it. It's weird, man. Um, Because I know, like, you know, he blew up pretty quickly. He got put into a lane that he really didn't want to be and kind of got cascaded, cascaded into that. And it kind of, like, derailed his, um, his career. And after that, like, you know, it was projects that he was a part of that I really like. You know, we talk, we, of course, we love Paps and Jab. Uh I love the Roth EP. That was still oh yeah, that was fire. Yeah, still one of my favorite projects and such. So I mean, he's had stuff from there. It's weird because sometimes, like, as great as a rapper, I do think he is. Like, it's just weird because it still kind of just feels like he doesn't really know what kind of direction he wants to go, even as being independent. Um, in some cases. So I mean, in this one, there are some songs on here. Um, that I do like. Um, I will say. But, I don't know. Um, 
Oh, like, what would I want to say about this one? I need to listen to it. I, I was just, uh, I just hopped on his Spotify. He got like three, four projects up there I yeah. haven't listened to. It's, it's definitely not promoted because, like, the funny shit is, like, you know, this is the most recent project, but as soon as you go ahead on Spotify, you don't even see that pull up. I'm like, you actually got to go into the discography and find it. Um, yeah, I didn't even know he had an EP with him. Travis Barker and Knots that came out like five years ago. I'm like, now I'm I'm sleep. I guess I don't know. I knew raw. I know that one. Um, I listen to a few of it. I really like. I will say off of that one, I like the one with Temptation. That's got Royce on it. Mm-hmm. I really like that song a lot. Um, that's more so your drums. Uh, from there on, kind of similar to what like what you would hear Wale on. Uh, Flowers on the weekend. A couple songs from there. That was like some super jazzes. Jazz kind of, um, couple songs on there, 100, still got some that I uh, liked on there, uh, but most of from the Greenhouse, uh, Volume 3 Effect, I'm a, just a big fan of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's certain guys I kind of, like, really champion a lot for whatever reason, um, Asher Ross, one of them, um, it's not really too much bad you can tell me about Asher Ross, regardless of what he puts out, I'm just always a big fan of Asher Ross, just because, I mean, I just... I just think overall he's a really good rapper, and a lot of over shit that kind of gets overlooked, especially being that the whole college, the I love college situation. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing that happened in his career. Yeah, I'm like a lot of that stuff kind of overshadows him, but whenever he just does drop some, especially with certain people, I like it up there. Um, but yeah, definitely something to check out. And that's really all I had as far as uh. Music goes in that case, those projects right there. Um, other than that, uh, anything else you would like to add here? No, not really. Um, like he mentioned earlier, we, we reviewed House of Gucci and talked about some actors that we found overrated in, yep. the, um, in a separate episode that you all can listen to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, definitely stay tuned, check that one out. I'll be posting that one as well. Um, but this one's a short one in this case. Um, and can we always say support us? We appreciate it as well. Check us out on the social media under uh, ChiefKey757 on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, leads you to our links. Definitely a rate, review, and subscribe like our podcast. We appreciate it. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Google. Apple Podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it. Helps us in the algorithms. And it's been another night, as we said before. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Enjoy this time with your families. But, nevertheless, we are out. Yep.